Hello everyone and welcome fellow piercers and piercing enthusiasts to Real Talk, a piercing podcast from the minds of piercing professionals on the body modification industry and culture. Each episode we will center on a common theme with a guest. We will cover topics including things such as piercing methods, industry topics, jewelry, and trends. I'm your host Will Von Doom, a professional body piercer and proud member of the Association of Professional Piercers. So let's get straight to the point and dive into this week's topic. Welcome back, everyone. In this week's episode, we cover our favorite thing every year, the annual Association of Professional Piercers Convention in Las Vegas. This year marks the 24th year of this event. It also marks a change of venue, and with that comes a whole bunch of new and exciting things. We sit down with one of my dearest friends, an honorary co-host for these conference episodes, Kale Belford, owner of Uzu Organics and Oleander Piercing. She joins us again to tell us all about the new hotness that conference has and to go over how to survive a week-long convention. So without further ado, listen in as we talk about how to survive for first-timers, what's new for repeat attendees, and what amazing things are in store for you. So uh, let's just go ahead and get right into this. Kale, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself again to our new listeners? And I think our old listeners will definitely remember you because you've been on a number of times. But uh, why don't you go ahead and tell people where you are, where you're from, what's your title, all that other fun stuff. My name is Kale Belford, and I own Oleander Piercing in Worcester, Massachusetts. And I am also the incoming outreach coordinator for the Association of Professional Piercers. I'm so proud that you're taking over that position. (laughs) Thank you. You've been working on it forever. So I think it's very interesting that like that's the role that you fell into because you've been doing it for so long. So but yeah, let's let's go ahead and talk about this week's topic. So for our listeners, you've probably heard uh, numerous times if you followed the podcast is right before conference every year, we decide to give a little refresher. And last year was pretty easy for me because uh, not too much changed. But the thing is, is this upcoming conference, everything is changing. So um, we're just going to go through another survival guide, but this one's going to be a little bit different because there's a whole bunch of new events that have been added. Um, Some things have changed, but basically this is just going to be your what to do, how to handle, and uh, what to be prepared for when you go to this year's annual Association of Professional Piercers Conference in Las Vegas. So this year's conference uh, is actually the 24th And it is from May 12th to May 17th, uh, like I said, in Las Vegas. But this year, instead of being at Bally's, which it has been at uh, for numerous years, it's actually at the Planet Hollywood Casino. Uh, Why don't you tell us a little bit about that, Kale? Casino is pretty cool. Um, We're excited to make a move this year. It's a bigger space. And I think um, after going to the hotel and kind of checking it out, that it's a lot more modern than Bally's and I think it's gonna fit our you know demographic very well so it's exciting right yeah and I think 
I, I know that each casino is incredibly huge, but we're getting to the point, and I'm and I'm speaking of I've been to conference in two years, which is sad, I know. But um so sad. I know. Uh, but uh <laughs> there were times where we were at capacity for certain classes and had to turn people away. And I know that in the past it was discussed that um the board wanted to move away from that scenario because you're coming out to learn. And I think you know, moving to a bigger space is probably better. And plus, let's be honest, a change of scenery is always nice too. So, yes, um, unfortunately, some of the classes are already uh, selling out, um, and there are some wait lists going on for for one or two. I'm pretty sure that I saw on the Facebook forum today. So, <laughs> um, you know, if if you haven't registered yet and you're Definitely wanting to come to the conference, I would say just do it sooner than later so you can get into those classes that you want to get to or at least get on a waiting list not not too far behind, you know? That's the thing that a lot of people wait for is they like check things out, but then they wait to register and that's usually not always the best idea. Uh, Also, you lose out on other little perks like the closing party might sell out. Um, We're doing a raffle and the golden ticket. Uh, stuff this year and I think the golden ticket only goes to the first 500 people that register um you know it's you know it's it it's important to register early and get in there because you get those those little extra things those little perks so right and and we'll definitely get back to those things because I'm super excited to hear about them but how many people do we know how many people came last year um, not off the top of my head, but I definitely know it was over a thousand. So you definitely want to register if you haven't done that yet. Yes. Um, but let me explain how we're going to, or let me rephrase that. Uh, so I'm going to go ahead and just kind of give this episode a little bit of a timeline. Uh, so we're going to talk about what you want to do a few weeks ahead of conference, because when this episode comes out, it will be about give or take six to five weeks before conference. So this is just the the little kick in the butt and a little bit of an intro episode to people that are going for the first time and kind of gives you a checklist of what you should be looking for and what you should be trying to do before uh, conference and what's going on while you're there. Let's just, we'll start a month out. Let's go ahead and start like with a month out. I think the biggest thing that you're going to want to do uh, is register, which we just talked about. Um, Make sure you register because there is a deadline. And if you don't, you won't be able to um, get the discounted rate and you might have to pay a lot more money. So <laughs> that's the big thing. We all know that conference is fairly expensive. So it is incredibly worth every dollar that it costs. But if you can save yourself money by being a little bit of proactive, that's what we're trying to get you to do. So about four weeks out, we want to make sure that we go ahead and we register for all of our classes and make sure that we have everything that we want selected. We have it printed out so that we can check it out and see everything. Um, but the other thing, too, is if you haven't at this point, this is when you're going to want to either uh, join the Facebook forum for room shares or you are going to want to make sure that you have your hotel room booked or you have it booked with another individual or individuals uh, so that you have somewhere to stay at conference. So those two things are probably going to be your two biggest worries, your ticket to conference and then where you're going to stay while you're there. Obviously, getting to conference is a whole nother thing, but I mean, we're all adults here, so make sure that you have your tickets booked then. (laughs) Yeah. And um, if I may just put this out there, 
Um, we do highly suggest that you book in the the room block for Bal or not Bally's. Oh man, uh, for Planet Hollywood. Um, there, the room rate is discounted, and it does actually help the APP if you book in that room block because we can keep the rates low when the room block is, you know, selling out things like that. If if not enough people are booking in the room block, then we kind of lose those discounted rates for the next year, so it'll be more expensive. We will want to keep those prices low, so. Um, if you can help it, book in the host hotel. I, I want to make sure that I'm clear on this. That's not just for our conference. That is for all conferences. Typically, um, a lot of yeah. if you're having a conference or or any of those things, you have to pre-purchase a block of rooms and then you get that rate back. I know it's probably different for the APP, but yeah, you want to make sure that you go ahead and book within the block because... It helps the APP out, like Kale said. But the other thing, too, is for future generations, it makes us look good. And especially with this being the first year of Planet Hollywood, we want to make sure that we have a really good relationship with them so that we can keep coming back year after year, just like we did with Bally's and a few other hotels before that one. About four weeks out, I, I'm a crazy planner. I write everything down in my little booklet. Um, I like to make lists of things that I need to bring, all my clothes, um, maybe a swimsuit for the opening party, something fancy to wear at the closing party. Um, you know, a couple of pairs of shoes. Like I, I write down everything like chapstick, water, all of it. Like, uh, I think it's important because if you're the sooner you're doing it, the less likely you're to forget something because you're going to think about it over that next couple of weeks you know, right before a conference, when you really start actually packing, um, I, for, I forget stuff all the time. So let's go ahead and talk about like things that you would recommend to pack. So I, I know you touched down on a whole bunch of things, or actually one of the big things that I'll bring up is uh, we are in the desert. <laughs> it is dry as uh, hell. Uh, even if you're inside, it is still dry. So making sure that you have like chapstick and like lotion and a water bottle are probably like the top things that I would put in. Do not forget those things. Yes. Um, yeah, the the water thing, I cannot stress enough. Uh, there mm -hmm. are water stations everywhere at conference. Um, you can find them in the hallways or in classes or any of those things. And Las Vegas is the only place on the planet where for me personally, by not drinking water, I have given myself like the worst hangover I've ever experienced. And you think that you don't need water, but it's kind of like the casino playing tricks on you. Um, so you want to make sure that you are like constantly drinking water. If you're drinking uh, alcoholic drinks, just drink water with those drinks, maybe like two to one or one to one. Um, That's what I do. Yeah, to, just to make sure because like you will get extremely dehydrated. And the last thing you want to do is like feel really crummy for either like not partying at all and just being there. Right. Yes. Bring a reusable water bottle. If you don't bring one, you can actually buy one from the merchandise booth. It's going to be a lot cheaper than buying a bottle of water every time. Those prices are going to be ridiculous. So, um, you know, just bring one. Yeah. Needless to say, like the reason why we harp about uh, this list of things that you want to bring with you is because buying things in Las Vegas that are things things like this like you know water bottles or like lotion or chapstick or even sunblock is, is incredibly expensive 
I remember the last time I went, I forgot sunblock and I had to buy a $25 bottle of sunblock uh, that normally costs $3 at Target. And I was like, wow, I could have bought a pair of plugs or I could have yeah. purchased like uh, a drink at the pool. Uh, so it's just one of those things that you want to make sure that you are really adamant about making sure you bring it. And that's why we're going over this list now, because we want to make sure that you have like this all packed, you have it purchased, ready to go for when uh, you do actually put everything in your suitcase for a conference. And there is a, there is a complete list of things to bring on the um, conference event website too. Right. Um, and um, we'll make sure that we link that in this week's show notes so that you can um, go ahead and kind of use that as a starting point to create your own checklist. Yes. Um, the, the other things that I would probably super strongly suggest is is once again harping on the small things that will cost you a lot of money in vegas uh things like ibuprofen and deodorant those are super super big and important so make sure that you have those packed uh especially if you don't drink enough water you're gonna need like tylenol or advil or whatever you take yeah and also you'll be walking around with many people and uh, it does get tiring. So you might get a headache and you also uh, might perspirate a lot. So <laughs> yeah. wear deodorant, please. <laughs> right. Uh, and then the, you know, after, after those things, you just want to make sure uh, that you have enough outfits uh, to get you through the week. Uh, we're talking about a swimsuit for the pool, maybe like going out clothes, uh, extra socks, uh, things, things of that nature. You want to make sure that yeah. you don't overpack, but make sure that you have options. Uh, because the last thing you want to do is have friends that are like going out to a club and you can't go with them because you don't have the proper attire. I, I also suggest um, bringing some kind of like light uh, sweater or pullover or something like that. Um, even though we're in Vegas and it's probably going to be very hot, it can get actually quite cold in the classrooms. Um, so, you know, if you're only halfway through your day and you've got like three more classes to take, but don't have time to go to your room, um, you know, you're going to be pretty cold the rest of the day. So, um, make sure you bring something with you. You'll, you'll thank me later. <laughs> yeah. To put that in even like better terms, like if you look at a picture of Kale and a picture of me, uh, and there are, there are a lot of them. I am comfortable in Vegas, no matter what, let's put it that way. And I am like four kales pushed together. Um, <laughs> I have my own built-in heating system, but uh, like there's times where like I would wear a sweatshirt. So it's probably a good idea just to bring that with you. It's, uh, always to be, or always better to have and not need than need and not have. So just make sure that you, uh, you know, pack that along with you, depending on where you're coming from, you'll probably have a sweatshirt on if you're coming from like a colder area. Um, but yeah, just, just if you're coming from like a hotter climate, just make sure that you throw something in there and you can always yeah. grab one at conference, but I mean, that's up to you. Oh yes. There's definitely hoodies at the merchants merchandise booth. 
Right. Other things that I would definitely suggest, uh, making sure that you have all the cables for your cell phone and various devices, uh, having one of those power banks, uh, is definitely a really great thing, especially oh, yeah. on a plane ride, but also when you're in class, cause you'd be surprised how many people use the outlets in the wall to charge their phones. Uh, so that is a premium area. <laughs> so if you have a power bank, you'll probably be in better shape. Okay. And then let's talk about the bare essentials here, your jewelry that everyone brings. Uh, one of my favorite things about conferences, when you go to conference, it is like a floor show of everyone's jewelry collections. Uh, everyone, yeah, everyone has like different pairs that they wear or they'll like change them out throughout the day. Um, if you do plan on bringing multiple pairs and more fragile ones, now is the time to start looking into options of what is the safest and most secure way to travel with them, uh, especially organics. Uh, there's always a, a horror picture of like a broken pair or, or a single orphan pair of uh plugs that are broken in transit to conference uh i know that it sounds weird but uh fishing like tackle box type things uh actually come in large enough spaces where you can like put them in there um even the more like fancy elaborate ones or you can always take one put it in a sock roll it and then put the other one next to it and roll that in the sock too and put it in the center that might help you out too but just make sure that you know if you do bring them, you run the gambit of possibly having them damaged in transit. So just make sure that you think about that. And then also business cards. Like you're going oh, yes. to a professional conference. You want to have business cards like to hand out and let people know where you're from. Also, it's a very uh, American psycho type moment where you get to like, <laughs> trade business cards with people and you're like, Ooh, is that ivory? Uh, it's always interesting to see is that gold foil. Oh God. <laughs> it's, it's always interesting to see like what people do and what works for them. Um, and then there are some people that do make like fun, like um, interesting ones that they just hand out as jokes. Um, so yeah, if it's your first time, and not many people know you, make sure you bring a couple of those because then people can find your Instagram or you can write your phone number on them or any of those things that would help you out and help you make friends at conference. So now my favorite thing, after you've gone ahead, you've packed all of your clothes, you've, uh, you've packed a like fancy outfit for the closing party, you've packed your jewelry and all your other necessities. I pack snacks. Um, Vegas is... <laughs> crazy expensive, but you don't have to spend a lot to actually be there. Uh, high protein, uh, foods and like very like compact stuff is really good, especially during the day, because sometimes classes are really tight and you're trying to really get in as much as you can. Granola bars, like Nutrigrain bars, like any, any sorts of stuff like that, like nuts, trail mix. Those are really good. They pack really well. You don't have to worry about them. They don't need to be refrigerated. And then I bring I bring bananas and oranges. <laughs> yeah, there you go. And I mean, that stuff will last throughout the week and yeah. um, you can kind of save your money. And if you're really hard up and uh, you've saved every penny and you want to make sure that you have enough for everything at conference, this is a really good way to stretch your budget out. Um, obviously, make sure that you eat foods and you're not just eating garbage. But there is a reason why the people that do like the Iditarod like dog race pack pop tarts because they are small compact and they are highly like highly caloric so you want to just make sure that if you are bringing snacks or you plan to like replace meals like beef jerky uh 
like are the like beef jerky, whether it be like actual or vegan, like you want to make sure that you have a bunch of stuff to last you through the week. And so that you don't have to like go and buy a slice of pizza or like go buy a hamburger somewhere and like deplete your funds because you're like, I'm starving. I haven't eaten in 12 hours because I've been in classes. So you want to make sure that even if you don't plan to replace all your meals, you just bring some of those with you because having snacks is always a good thing. And um, um. all right. So four weeks out, we have our ticket to conference. We know our roommate. We have a checklist for all of our stuff that we're going to get um, around two weeks. You want to start collecting all that stuff. You want to make sure that you like have your clothes set aside so that you don't have to like run and wash them before conference shows up or, you know, you're like, oh, God, that's in the wash. I need it like to like a few hours before your plane. So um, just make sure at that time you go through the checklist, you get all the items off, you like put them in a big pile and make sure that you have everything. It's also important to start hydrating around this time, too. Yeah, that's the big thing. So. I know that this sounds crazy, but for example, my wife goes to lots of different like business conventions. She went to our convention for like three days and was, what are you guys doing? You run bare bone. You are like taking 12 hours of classes and then you're like staying up until four and then you're like sleeping three hours and then you're like getting up and doing it again for like seven days. She's like, this is insane. And it, it's definitely <laughs> FOMO is going on super hard at conference. You don't want to miss anything out. You don't want to like miss any hangs or anything like that. So you want to start uh, like, like Kale said, like two to one week before you want to start making sure that you are going to bed at a reasonable time, getting sleep, drinking a ton of water and just being drinking relatively twice good the shape. amount of water that you usually would, but twice the amount. Yeah. Cause as like, soon as you get off that plane, up. You have yeah. no idea where it's going to go, but it's going to come all out. <laughs> like, like it's, yeah, it it's doesn't hang out so, long, so yeah, yeah, it's, it's so surprising. And, and you may think that we're crazy people. And then you can listen to this again at the end of conference and you're going to be like, oh my God, I'm so thirsty all the time. So uh, <laughs> just, just something to keep in mind. But yeah, so right around that time period, you just want to make sure that you double check everything. Make sure that you're hydrated, you're well rested, and you have nothing to worry about before going to conference itself. So let's talk about the the fun stuff now, Kale. Now that we've gotten like the Will Von Dad, make sure you pack your underwear kind of like <laughs> talk. Um, let's talk about what happens. So we get on the plane, we get to Vegas. Uh, Kale, why don't you go ahead and describe what it's like when you get off the plane and how you get to the hotel and all those wonderful things. Well, um, getting off the plane is pretty much like any other airport. <laughs> um, but anyway, you will, um, I guess it depends on how you're getting to the hotel. A lot of people in um, the APP conference attendee forum on Facebook will start posting the week before, like their arrival dates, and they will um you know have like groups that come together and we'll get like a um a big uber together or a taxi um some people get limos if there's enough people um so it doesn't hurt to kind of check that out and just see if you can ride share with someone um but otherwise uh if you just rather go alone and just kind of get into your own thing before arriving to the hotel um just go out and grab a taxi um, they're right there lined up on the outside. 
when you get to the hotel, um, the most important thing, I think the first thing to do is just to, you know, go to the, um, the hotel, re like reservation desk, make sure that your room is ready, you know, get everything situated. When I get in, I like to go to my room first thing. And I like to sit for a minute and just kind of like get in the zone because at this point you've already at least walked through some of the hotel and it's like very loud and it's crazy and you've been on a plane for who knows how many hours and you're just like, holy crap, <laughs> like this is, this, this is happening. So I, I like to sit in the room for a minute, um, just kind of decompress for a second, chug a bunch of water um you know maybe unpack a little bit and just kind of get my bearings and then you know I'll I'll go down and venture and um me personally I like to drink so um you know I might go find the bar right away <laughs> um cuz I I like to drink after a, a long day of traveling and you know I'll just kind of see people around and you know this it just kind of goes from there yeah um sunday sunday night there is a uh, registration for conference um, I, I can't recall off the top of my head, but maybe it starts around six. Um, so you can get your badge early if you show up on Sunday, if not, uh, Monday morning. Um, if you arrive then, put your things in your hotel room, just go down to the registration desk and get your badge and go about your day. Yeah. The other thing, um, that I'll super stress to first timers that are coming through, obviously we are taking over a hotel in Vegas pretty much. Uh, when you get off the plane and you see someone that looks like they're a body piercer, odds are they're probably yeah. a body piercer. Just it say hello. A, yes, that is the big <laughs> thing. It is so simple for you to just be like, hey, are you going to conference? Because that's what everyone refers to it as. And they will probably say, yeah. And that's when you can just be like, let's share a ride. And then you're like, hey, I've already met somebody at conference. You get like a 15-minute car ride to like chat with them yeah. and figure it out. And then you save a little bit of money. So um, it works out really nice. Uh, that's actually how I've met like a handful of friends uh, that I've made at conference. Um, and don't be afraid to ask anybody, you know, anything or I'm, I'm going to go ahead and throw this out, especially for first timers. If you see a piercer who you uh, look up to or idolize in some way or anything like, that, don't be afraid to speak to them. Because they stand in line to buy like movie tickets too. And unless you're in this industry, they just look like another weirdo to everyone else. So for example, if you show up and like Luis is standing there, like waiting to catch a cab, just bug him and just be like, Hey, I would like to talk about Farscape with you on the way to conference. And he'll just be like, yeah, okay, cool. And then you just go. So you just want to make sure that you realize that when you come to conference, you are here to learn and you are here to grow and like better your education and all of those things. And everyone else that's here is pretty much doing the same exact thing. So it doesn't matter where you come from, what your background is, what jewelry you're using, what jewelry you're wearing. None of those things really matter. You're all here in the same place to do the same thing. And that's to learn and grow. So don't worry about that. You're going to meet a ton of friends. And that's a really easy way to kickstart and have like a really great time at conference oh yeah i agree uh the other thing too is usually at bally's there was a central hub that everyone hung out at and that was like one bar that was in between the two blocks of hotel mm -hmm. rooms and on your way to the classroom area 
So because we're going to a new place, this is a casino we've never been at before. You probably will find a new area that everyone congregates at. And I guarantee you that is the place they will always be at. That will be the place that like people hang out at that try to like find people to go to dinner with or like run to the grocery store or any of those things. It, It will, it will be a, central hub (laughs) that everyone will hang out at what it will be this year we have no idea because we haven't been there yet i feel like i know what bar it's going to be at it's there's like this really cool big round bar near it's kind of close to the escalators um i have a feeling that that might end up being the the go-to bar it's called the heart bar it's got like lounge seats and stuff it looks pretty sweet. <laughs> and even even if you don't drink, um, just hanging around the bar is pretty cool. You know, that's where a lot of people hang out anyway. Even people who don't drink or smoke or do whatever. It's I mean, the bar is is always where it's at if you're like looking to hang out or like meet people, things like that. But there, I mean, you're you're going to meet people everywhere. But um, that a lot of action does happen at the bar. <laughs> Two two things that I totally forgot about. Um, if you are a non-smoker, such as myself, and you do go to conference, buy cough drops because your throat is going to be so dry yeah. from hanging out at the bar and the dry air. Um, it's a really good idea to do. Okay, um, something else that is great to bring is um, you can buy Gain or Febreze in like a little spray bottle. Um, so if you're really not a smoker, even if you are and your clothes just reek of cigarettes all the time, um, you can spray yourself and you can also spray your dirty clothes and maybe put them in a bag um, with the spray. And that'll kind of help keep the smell from getting like into your suitcase and stuff. Yeah, that's a really good thing, too. I hate that. Mm-hmm. Like personally, it drives me absolutely crazy. So um, I have done that quite a bit. Um, the The other thing, too, is how do I put this? So there are when you go to conference for the first time. And that's that's who this conversation is aimed for, is first-timers. The first time to conference, there is going to be a plethora of classes. You're going to try to take as many classes as you can. You're going to try to, like, make sure that you don't miss anything. And you're going to want to make sure that you find a balance to, like, sleep and take care of yourself. FOMO is a huge thing, like fear of missing out. And... I can always tell you this is when you get to conference, you want to make sure that when it comes to the evening after classes, everyone gets together at the bar. You have no obligation to like hang out there or make sure that you're there to be seen. That That's not a thing that has to occur. One of the things that I will definitely tell you is, is after all of the classes, people usually hang out at the bar and I, I jokingly refer to it as night class because that is where <laughs> you can talk to anyone about techniques or business practices or how you do this or how you do that. And everyone there will be like, oh yeah, sure. Like, let me explain how to do this. They may, they may use a stir from a drink to explain like needle bevel theory. Um, but they are there to communicate with you and try to make you better. So don't, don't hesitate to talk to anyone. And if you're nervous or you're like standing by yourself or any of those things, you, you really shouldn't worry. Um, because I guarantee you that if you look to your left or look to your right, there might be another person who's doing the same thing and you should just zoot over to them and wave hi to them and just be like, Hey, how are you? Like, is this your first conference? So on and so forth. And, uh, believe it or not, that's actually how I met Tyler McClure and Dan Steinbacker. 
And it's just those little things that create these friendships and, and give you the chance to, you know, meet super awesome people and uh, learn a whole bunch of awesome things. But in addition to that, it's really easy to find those people, um, especially after the first day, because uh, what happens on the first day, Kale? the first thing that happens that you've been doing for the last numerous years? So the first day, the mentor program happens. Um, it happens right after orientation, which I would highly suggest any first time attendee to go to. Um, if you are a first time attendee, you probably have already signed up for the mentor program. Um, it's at 930. You will meet your mentor there. Uh, it's uh, I try to make it fun. Um, I am the coordinator of the mentor program. So, you know, if you do have any questions about it or, or anything at all, you are always more than welcome to message me. Uh, my email is mentors at safepiercing.org. Um, if you just want more information or have a question or, um, you know, anything along those lines, I don't know. So the mentor program is actually this really rad thing that happened, I think, the first or the second year after I started attending conference. And basically what it is, is you go to this meeting and it's kind of like a refresher for everything that we're telling you now, but you get to see a whole bunch of faces of individuals that basically are there to help you in no matter what situation you're in during conference. And they're really yeah. easy to find uh, because everyone will introduce themselves. But then on your little lanyard with your name and your shop that you get when you complete your registration, if it is your first year of conference, when you pick up your uh, packet at registration, there's going to be a ribbon in there that says first time. And you should definitely wear that. And it's not to single you out. It's actually there because if anyone sees you being a wallflower or like hanging out and not talking to anyone or you don't have a seat and you walk into a class and you're trying to figure out where to go, you will be surprised. Pretty much everyone will be like, hey, it's your first time. Sit next to me. I'm so-and-so. Like, how's conference? Do you need anything? And this is the whole point of those. They're really rad. And then on top of that, when you go to the mentor meeting, you will see other uh, people with mentor ribbons. And at any point during conference, if you have a concern or you have a question or you see someone with a mentor ribbon, they're there to help throughout the entire conference. So pull right. them aside or ask them a question. They'll probably ask you how you're doing. The, the whole point of the mentor-mentee program is to ensure that you have an amazing first time at conference. Yes, and all of all of the mentors... Um, that do sign up for the program have been to conference um, multiple years, and um, most of them have been working with the mentor program for years. So um, they're well seasoned. They they know what to do. They you know they're there to help you. A lot of mentors will um, maybe take you out for like a breakfast or a dinner. Um, a lot of them will um, definitely introduce you to people. Um, just hanging out. I, I love bringing my mentees to do everything with me. Um, you know, I just, I'm just like, let's just, let's go. And I introduce them to people and I push them at, you know, Jim Ward and Elaine Angel because they're always, um, you know, really embarrassed or just like shocked to see these people. So, um, you know, the, the mentor program is, is incredibly beneficial to first and second year attendees. Um, and you know, if it's something that you were on the fence about and didn't know if you wanted to do it or whatever, I hope this inspires you to, because, um, having a mentor is awesome. You get to meet them when they, when you first get there. And it's, it's just nice having someone 
to hang out with, especially if you're coming to Vegas alone. Yeah, absolutely. And the other thing, too, is you'll actually be assigned of a specific mentor when you yes. do show up for the program. And that's kind of like your your buddy system for the week. Uh, typically, at that time, you'll exchange numbers uh, if you feel comfortable doing so um, and at least get to know that individual so that they can help you out. They'll probably ask you if you have any questions and things like that. But it's a it's a familiar face of an individual that is there to help you specifically in addition to everyone else. Yeah. And do keep in mind this year that um, things will be a little bit crazy because it is our first time in the new hotel. Um, so it's going to kind of be like everyone's first year all over again. <laughs> um, so be patient a little bit. But, um, you know, most of us, we've navigated Vegas for years. So, um, you know, Planet Hollywood isn't too difficult to figure out. We'll, right. we'll still be there for you. <laughs> right. After that whole day of uh, tons of classes and everything like that, uh, we have an opening party. Uh, which is, I think, my favorite thing year after year at conference. Uh, what's the details with this year's opening party, Kill? The opening party will be at the Flamingo this year. Um, we've had it there last year as well. Since uh, Planet Hollywood is a little bit further away from the Flamingo than Bally's, um, you do not have to walk there. There is a shuttle that comes every 15 minutes to take you to the pool. Um, or you can walk. A lot of people like to. I'm one of those people. Um, you know, I, I just like the the journey with a bunch of piercers all in their bathing suits. And, you know, it's just super fun. But the Flamingo Pool is excellent. There will be food. Um, there's alcohol. The food is free. You have to pay for the alcohol. Um, you know, it's just it's, it's, it's a super fun time. It, it's yeah. nice. And there's usually like a DJ and that's, that's yeah, one of the times. Music. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's one of the things that I love the most about the opening party is I think all of the pictures that I love the most come from the opening party. Um, it's where I started this ridiculous tradition with Dan, where we both right before, like I, it's like, it sounds epic, but it's so nerdy. It's like right before the sunset, like we look up and then we take a picture. That's it. Now, I've, I've seen that picture. I know. And it just keeps like floating around. He was like, what are we looking at? I was like, I don't know the future. And he was like, okay. And then we just right. did it. And I missed last year and I was so bummed out. And uh, Adam and Shelby Richens and Dan all took a picture. You know, I think Jake Hardman took it too of them like looking forward. And it made me cry because I'm a big old baby when it comes to that kind of stuff. Um, <laughs> but it's, it's really neat. Like, you might come up with some traditions or you might just like meet new people. Um, also, if you're trying to, like I said, uh, be a little more budget conscious, uh, it is a free meal. So why not? Yes. Uh, so, uh, yeah, you do want to take advantage of that scenario, too. There are people there who are making sure that everyone is uh, safe and OK and the board members will be there as well. So. Um, when it comes to the pool party, it is definitely in a welcoming, comfortable environment. Uh, so we do really strongly suggest checking it out because out of all the things that, like I said, I wouldn't want to miss, like the pool party is definitely my number one. The pool is awesome. I, I love the pool party. Like it's, it's such an interesting way to just like meet people at, on the first day. Like, everyone's half naked we're just like swimming around you know like 
just having fun, listening to music and chatting and it's, you know, good food. It's, I don't know. I just think it's, it's, it's a great way to meet people the first day, even if you're really shy or don't really want to talk to anyone, you can still come and walk around and no one will really bother you. Like, yeah, <laughs> you can just kind of do your own thing. Now, now um, I did want to bring up, um, you will get a wristband in your um, registration packet to get to the pool there it'll be there should be two it's you plus one it is really important that you wear that or you won't be able to get into the pool um also bring your id because the bartenders will card so if you have like a little waterproof bag or something like that um you know i would highly suggest bringing that just so you bring your wallet and stuff yeah absolutely usually at this time too uh, your mentor, if they like bump into you or see you, they'll probably ask you how your first day was and just like check in on you and make sure that like, oh, yeah. you're handling everything okay. Um, because conference can be overwhelming because you're, especially if it's your first time, like you've probably heard so much or you know wanted to take as many classes as you could, or it's just probably like a really overwhelming experience uh if it is your first time so just make sure that if you get a chance to decompress and just talk you know you do take those opportunities and the mentors are there to definitely listen for you oh yeah we're always we're always all always. there for you yeah yeah no not just we, at the pool party yeah all every day all day <laughs> uh so let's talk um about the elephant in the room uh so we are all adults here, adults do sometimes drink alcoholic beverages, um, are partake in other things. One of the things that we want to stress, especially for me personally, because I'm, I'm, you know, like 300 plus pounds, I'm like a walking tank. So if I have multiple beers, it probably won't affect me too heavy, but like you don't want to drink in excessive moderation uh, just to try to like keep up and seem cool. If you're a drinker, just make sure that you drink wisely. And the reason why we say this is you never want to put yourself in a situation that you are not comfortable for, are not able to handle. But also, in addition to that as well, no one will ever forget if you are the individual that had way too much to drink, who was like falling over at the bar. And the last right. thing that you want to do is be that person because those could potentially be people that you could work for in the future but yeah um do keep in mind keep in mind that um this is a professional event and we are all professionals so you know i i am a person who likes to partake but i never overdo it um i know my limit and i also drink a lot of water while i'm drinking alcohol um, you know, you just, you don't want to make a fool out of yourself. Um, yeah. it, is, it can be very tricky. You're at a bar, you're in Vegas, you're around a thousand piercers. It's, you know, a crazy fun time, but, um, you know, just, just do keep in mind that it, it, you should have some type of professionalism, even when drinking at the bar after hours. So absolutely. And the other thing, too, is that like if you if you're an individual who isn't really sure they know when to cut it off or needs advice on when to cut it off, you can always go with a friend and just alternate nights between like, hey, I'm going to have a few tonight. Like, will you watch out for me or like let people know that you're traveling with like the same kind of thing. Me personally, I know when I've had too much because I get very loud and I like lean on people. 
Uh, so case in point, I'll, I'll explain. Uh, last conference I went to, uh, there was a Boston Terrier that was in the hotel. Um, oh my gosh, I remember. Knows, yeah, everyone knows how much I love Boston's. And it was like I pretty much yelled out a battle cry and just like yelled at people to pet the dog. And then as soon as the dog left, I was like, oh, my God, I have had too much. I was like, I need to go to bed right now. Everyone was like, where are you going? I was like, I'm going to bed because I'm getting way too loud for this. And I don't want to make a fool out of myself. So um, if you don't know when to turn it off, uh, make sure that you're with people that can tell you, be like, hey, maybe you should go to bed. So just make sure that you you really keep that into consideration because you want to make sure that, A, you're safe, and B, um, you're acting professionally and in a somewhat professional manner, even if it is after hours. Um, because if you do make a fool of yourself on Monday, you have the entire rest of the week to try to explain all those weird looks that you're going to get for being yeah. that loud. At, at, least, uh, at least pace yourself, you know? <laughs> One to one. Like if if you're gonna get wasted, save it for you know Friday night. Like that's when conference is over, and a lot of piercers are gonna be gone, and you want to let go a bit. I mean, I guess do it then, but you don't want to start your week off that way. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, you're an adult; you can do whatever you'd like. But this is just yeah, us trying to be like, you. hey, maybe maybe uh pump those brakes. But just just know that if it's super inappropriate behavior or you are harassing other people, you know, you could potentially you know be causing problems and we might have to remove you, you know, for the night or have a talk with you or something like that because um you know, the, some things aren't allowed like harassment especially yeah and just, and just uh throwing that out there <laughs> yeah and we're definitely gonna go into that whole thing right before we we end end the podcast but um there's gonna be members of the board there too just making sure that everyone is like doing okay and having a good time so there's always gonna be people there who are making sure that everyone is in check um with that being said there's only so many eyes and only so many people that are doing that. So if something does occur and you are having an issue, please don't hesitate to either find a mentor. If that doesn't work for you, find a board member. And if that doesn't work for you, you could always, um, depending on the severity or how comfortable you feel, like going to the hotel. Yeah, calling security. Don't be afraid to call 911 if it's an emergency. Right. Just because you're, you're at a conference, and I, I really want to stress this, is just because you are somewhere and you are surrounded by individuals, certain behaviors are inappropriate, no matter whatever the setting is. Um, so, so please don't forget about that when you're at a conference, because it is kind of easy to be blinded by the lights in that regard. Oh, yes. But really, do do reach out to whether it be conference people or board members or hotel staff or police or any of those things. So, so please make sure. Um, that you do remember that while you're at conference and hopefully, you know, those things will never happen. I really hope that that doesn't happen and you have a great time. Um, but it could happen. So I'd rather once again, be prepared for something that we don't need than rather need something that we aren't prepared for. So we've talked about drinking stuff and drinking stuff is really great. Uh, especially if you are a drinker, but if you're a non drinker, there is a ton of stuff that you can actually do instead of going to the bar. Um, Kale, why don't you go ahead and let us know about a few of those things? Um, well, we do have two alternative to the bar nights. They are on Tuesday and Wednesday. This year, it's pretty cool. The first night, there's usually like board games, um, things like that going on. A lot of people bring their own games. Um, I know some games are provided. 
if you like playing a game or something like that, bring it and have your friends come play with you. Um, it's it's a it's a lot of fun. I think also on Tuesday night there is an anodizing class that would be with I believe Brian Skelly and oh gosh, uh, I believe her name is Lola Slider. I might be saying it wrong. We'll have links for everything, so don't worry about if we if we forget something small like that. Yeah, so it's Brian Skelly and Lola. Um, they'll be doing like a little kind of seminar on anodizing. It's free of charge, and um, you can come in and out if you want. Yeah, and then Wednesday night it's similar. Um, it's just you hanging out. There's another like class. Um, there might be a couple of things that night. Um, but the alternative to the bar is no drinking. Um, so please refrain. Um, don't sneak drinks in either. Like it's a, it's a drink free zone. There may be snacks. It's just a nice place to go and hang out. If you need to get away from the bar. Um, if you're a non-smoker, non-drinker, you're definitely going to want to get away from that bar because it's going to be smoky and there's going to be a lot of drinking. Um, so this will be a nice kind of quiet area for you to get away from. Um, they should be pretty fun. They've been a success for the last couple of years. And so we're doing it again. Yeah. Board game night is my favorite night. <laughs> I like, yeah, the board game I don't night even, is great. yeah, I don't even deny it anymore. Like board games are my favorite thing. Uh, yeah. Oh, so, so just cementing what Kale said, uh, nothing is worse than trying to play games with someone and they can't focus or figure out what's going on. Yeah. These are completely dry events. So please make sure that you adhere to those rules because not only is it something you should do, it's actually out of respect to the other individuals that are going um, because they are looking to stay away from or abstain from that type of stuff. Yeah. Also, a class with Brian Skelly sounds pretty amazing when it comes to anodizing. Uh, so for the first timers, especially when it comes to uh, Brian Skelly, he's very easy to see in a crowd. Just a heads up, if you do speak to him, he is like a piercing knowledge black hole. Um, oh you get sucked in so super fast and be stuck asking 12,000 questions that you've always wanted to ask and have, have him explain because he will drop everything and be like, sure, let me explain how that works. And before you know it, it's like, before you know it, you look at your watch and it's like three and a half hours later and you've just been talking to him about piercing stuff. Um, it is super easy to lose time. So just make oh, yeah. sure um, if you, if you do talk to Brian, which you definitely should be careful because you can get sucked into conversation after conversation after conversation with him. And it's all great, but it really does make me laugh because the first time it happened to me, I was like, Oh, that was an hour and a half. Where did that go? So uh, it's, it's just something to keep in the back of your mind, but I would definitely check out that class too, especially if you're new to anodizing. Cause Brian's really good at explaining things and um, we'll go over things again and again and again until it clicks with you. Especially um, if you see him walking around with a foam noodle. Um, that's how he typically explains bevel theory. Um, Cause so many people ask him about it. Okay. So let's talk about classes scale. There's a ton of them. <laughs> and there's a lot that are, geared toward first timers. There are a lot that are geared towards business owners. There's some that are geared towards people who have been piercing for a long time. But even though we have a ton of different classes to pick from, uh, I'm, I guarantee Kale can agree with me on this one. One of the things is, is you want to make sure that when you sign up for classes, you are able to handle the workload. And I know that sounds kind of uh, discouraging, my first year of conference, I think I took like 28 classes 
um, because I was trying That's to do insane. everything. What? That's insane. Yeah. <laughs> every it was every day that I was there from I think it was eight in the morning to like seven thirty at night with like a fifteen minute gap in each class. It was bonkers, and and I would never wish that on anyone currently because it's it it just like fried me. By I think it was like by day two in the middle of the day I was like. I can't do this. Like, I'm not even getting the information that everyone's telling me because I was so overloaded. So make sure that when you do pick your classes, you give yourself a break. Maybe you want to go take a nap. Maybe you want to go to the pool. Maybe you want to sit in your room, uh, listen to Bajas and eat candy slices. I mean, whatever you want to do, just make sure that you give yourself a little bit of time so that you can recharge and decompress throughout all the classes. Right. You may not be able to take everything that you want, so it's really uh, helpful to find someone that is taking classes that are kind of opposite of you so that you can compare notes after classes and then make a note for the next year because then you can sometimes go ahead and catch that class on the rotating years or maybe the next year when you go back. Um, of course, there's some classes you don't want to miss. Uh, like there's a few uh, in my episode with... Paul King, who talked about uh, historical classes, like those for me are absolute cannot miss classes. So, you know, pick your favorites and then pick some secondary ones and try to go to the ones that you sign up for. But if you can't go to it, don't force yourself to go just because you feel like you have to go. Because if you do that, you're not going to be in a position where you want things. You're just going to be in there to get your name or get that class on your certificate. The other big thing, too, that we'll go ahead and talk about is during all of those classes, there's two other very big events that are going on. One is the Body Piercing Archive puts out an exhibit. I cannot stress the sheer amount of jealousy that I have for everyone that gets to go this year. Um, this year is based on uh, Fakir, who we all know unfortunately passed away. So it's going through the documents that he has, pictures. Uh, Paul King is giving some guided tours. If you want to hear more about this, and I strongly suggest that you check it out, we actually interviewed Paul two or three episodes back and found out all the details and all the things that are going into the Body Piercing Archive. Make sure you give yourself enough time to go there. And I mean, you're not going to just like walk in, walk around and walk out. Um, if you go in there, you're probably going to be in there anywhere from like a half an hour to an hour, especially if you get a guided tour, um, because they're going to go through all of the information and go over all these little extra things that are going on. So make sure if you have the ability to, to put some time aside for that, because I'm jealous and out of all the things, that's the thing I wish I could go to, but I'm missing this year. Oh, it's gonna, it's going to be absolutely beautiful too. They've been working really hard on the exhibit this year, and um, there are guided tours every single day. Some of them are already selling out. So, again, important to register already if you haven't get in on on one of those Fakir tours. I I could geek out about this all day, and I'm not I'm not going to because I did that on an episode like already, <laughs> but like. Hearing someone who lived through something or was part of a movement or any of those things, the amount of information that you get from that individual firsthand is going to be monumental. If you can get in on one of those tours, I strongly suggest doing it um, because, I mean, it's just going to be so great. Like, I, I can't I can't 
pre- or like build it up anymore. It's just going to be an amazing once in a while. So do make sure that you check that out if it is possible. Now, on the other side of that is the thing that a lot of people are the most excited for, and that is going to be the vendor hall. Uh, why don't you go ahead and explain that a little bit? The exposition starts on Tuesday and ends on Friday. It is basically a bunch of jewelry vendors from all over the world, actually, um, that come and sell their jewelry. And it's, it's awesome. You can buy jewelry for your studio. There's so much beautiful stuff to look at. It's, there's no way you see everything your first time through. It's, uh, it, it's amazing. It, it's just amazing seeing all of the different jewelry. So if you get the opportunity, definitely get onto the expo floor and, you know, buy some stuff. The expo floor is wild. And the reason why oh, I say that is because it's every vendor that you have ever drooled over looking at one of their catalogs they're probably there and they probably have like new lines of jewelry that aren't out yet or they haven't shown yet um they especially have uh two awards for most uh innovative jewelry creative creative there we go okay all right because i'm apparently losing my um so uh they they definitely have two different categories for that so they have a display case up front so you can kind of see what's going on Um, in addition to that, this is one of those times where, you know, if you've ever been like, oh, I don't have enough to make an initial account with this company. And I really just want this one piece. Like this is the time where you can get it. If you're looking for a certain stone, but you're really picky about like, you know, natural, uh, natural coloring of the stone or, you know, like you're looking for certain inclusions or anything like that. Like this is the time where you can like look at every single piece and be like, that's the pair for me. So make sure you book out yourself enough time. I, I know me personally, I think I spend like three to four hours every conference in there. If you try to go between classes, it's not going to be enough. You're going to wind up missing a class. So just make sure that you like block out time for yourself to go check that stuff out. Um, especially because there's so many different vendors that have so many different styles, so many different jewels. You're going to be there all day looking at everything. And the, the APP merchandise booth is also on the expo floor, so you should also support the APP. <laughs> yeah, and they also have cool stuff. They have a coffee mug that I have to buy every year because every single year I manage to break it. Uh, so you know. uh, that's that's always a purchase for me. I try to glue it back together; it never works. But uh, so that's my like quote unquote donation to the APP every year, personally. So in addition to that, too, there is actually uh, two things that happened during this time. Kale can't really talk about them yet because they are such a big surprise. Um, but there is going to be a silent auction going on. And then what is the other thing that's happening, Kale? And then there is also the golden ticket. Um, the first 500 people that register for a conference will get one in their envelope. And if you don't get the one, um, you, to quote Caitlin, you will be sad. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm 
really excited to hear all about that stuff while conference is going on. But there'll be instructions in that little envelope that you get. And um, the other big thing, too, is when you do register or complete your registration, they'll go over all that stuff with you, too. Um, we just don't want to spoil everything for you. We want you to have, like, some surprises. So uh, when you get to conference, you can check those things out. It's super rad. Once again, I'm super jealous because I'm not going this year. But, yeah, just something to look at, which is also going on during the expo itself. Last but not least, Kale, why don't you tell everyone about the closing party this year, which is the big finale for the week. Um, I love the closing party. It was formally formally called the banquet. Um, This year we have rebranded it and now it is the closing party. It is at a nightclub and the theme is Moulin Rouge. So if you plan on dressing up for the uh, closing party, you are more than welcome. Um, I'm, I love dressing up for the closing party. I like the theme. Um, it's always a good time. You can, um, what, you know, this year wear a cool flapper dress or, you know, get, just, just get all fancy. There'll be food. There'll be awesome entertainment this year. Um, also, the closing party has some announcements, things like that. Um, but it is a closed party. Do buy a ticket for the party if you do not then you will not be able to get in yeah this is like a little bonus extra thing um so if you do plan on going that's another thing to budget for and another thing to click when you register um in the next like week or two for conference so when it when it comes time to check out when you are purchasing you know your schedule and your classes uh initially for conference you definitely want to make sure that if you plan on going to banquet, you buy a ticket then because at conference, the tickets could sell out and you could have a really hard time finding a ticket. So if you if you have any consideration to go, just make sure that you buy the ticket in advance and save yourself a ton of trouble. This is also the time, too, where I I always like to joke that it is like the fanciest event for piercers every year. This is where a lot of piercers will wear their nicest jewelry and wear their nicest fits and really feel awesome. Because, I mean, how often do you get to wear that kind of stuff? So a lot of people wear their, like, really fancy outfits um, when they do go. Some people dress up like the theme. Uh, the last year that I went was 90s theme, and uh, Aaron Pollock and I were the Silver Snakes from the Legends of the Hidden Temple on Nickelodeon. Uh, and <laughs> there was actually, uh, each team was represented. So we had like orange orangutans, blue barracudas, and stuff like that. So it was, it was actually really cool to have like 15 people dressed as the same thing. There was, um, there was a lot of great outfits that year. There yeah, really was. There really is awesome. And it's, it's so nice for people to like get all dressed up. A lot of people wear the new joy that they pick up during the expo. It, it's really, it's really pretty awesome. It, it gives you the chance to have like a fancy night in Las Vegas and you get to take a ton of pictures with all your friends. That's really great. Yeah. I love it. I absolutely love it. That night is usually the night where you'll see a lot of people uh, giving hugs or crying after the event itself uh, at the bar or the central hub, whatever it's going to be. Some people fly out that night. Some people stay the next day. There are classes the next day. So that's something to consider. Also, a lot of people use that last day to just hang out by the pool all day. Uh, So Oh yeah, Friday is my Friday is my pool decompression day. A lot of uh, business owners and piercers will use that day uh, as their relax day. 
and it's just sitting by the pool, enjoying music, just hanging out. Yeah, it, it's something to consider. Maybe you want to do that instead. So if you book your tickets and you want to stay an extra day or a later flight on Friday, um, typically a lot of people go out to dinner at the same time and everything like that. So you may want to look into that too. So also, I just wanted to bring up that um, we do have a mobile app. Uh, it's called the Crowd Compass app, and it will be available a few weeks before the conference. Um, the cool thing about it is that it um, will upload all of your class schedule and anything like that onto there. Um, you can build your profile. It's pretty fun. It's very interactive. You can um, chat with other attendees. There's like a message board um, that connects to Facebook if you want it to. So you can just kind of like talk and see what people are doing and post images. Um, there's a lot of great stuff on the app. There is, um, you know, policies, uh, where the classes are, all of your class information. Um, there, there's lists for um, places to eat if you are vegan or vegetarian. Um, there's a list on there of places that you can go eat that are in the hotel or close to the hotel. Um, it's, uh, it's awesome. There's also games. Um, one is called The Game, which kind of, it's a game that makes you um, essentially learn how to use the app. Um, you do get a cool ribbon for completing the game. Um, that's all done through Shorty. Uh, there's also another game on there called Click, which is a photo scavenger hunt that I actually put together. It's really fun. It gets you learning the conference, uh, getting selfies with people. It's, it's great for first time attendees. You know, it's just, it's just going to really kind of push you out of your box a little bit. And, um, you know, the, the top five pl people that place do win prizes from the merchandise booth. So do check it out. Um, the app is great. We, we work really hard on it. So download it when it's ready. I do suggest that you join the APP Conference Attendees Forum on Facebook. Um, you can keep up to date with anything that's going on. Uh, the administrator posts stuff in there. A lot of board people do. Um, a lot of a lot of people just you know with information or just have things to say. There's the great room share thread. You know it's it's important to check it out, and you will see in there, and you'll also get an email about when the app. Um, is ready to launch. It's usually like a month or so before conference, which is coming up really fast. <laughs> it's going to come out real soon. <laughs> the Going back to what Kale said, especially with like meeting up with people, if it is your first time at conference, um, my fondest memories are seeing a bunch of people standing around by the exit, getting ready to go for a meal. And you're just like, hey, where are you going? They're like, oh, we're going to Ethiopia. And I'm almost I would like to go. And they're just like, yeah, sure. You should come with us. And then you pile 20 people strong into like a Batman limo and off you go. And it's, it's really awesome. If you get the chance, I always recommend to just have like an emergency $50. And, and what I mean by emergency is like, Hey, fuck it. Let's go. Like, let's go do something wild and like go, go to dinner with 20 people you don't know to like talk about piercings and stuff and get to know them. Those are my fondest memories from conference. And I would love to do them again today, but uh, yeah, really, if you have the opportunity to do something wild like that and you feel comfortable and safe, 
screw it. You should go and do it. it it's really uh, where some of my favorite memories from conference. But yeah, that that pretty much covers almost all the things that I can personally think of right now. I guarantee you after I stop recording this episode with Kale, there's going to be like 50 things where I'm like, oh, I wish I had talked about that. So I do strongly suggest going back and listening to last year's episode uh, for conference as well. Um, it's a really good refresher. Maybe there'll be things that we didn't cover, but they're equally important. And just consider a little bit of your prep work. There, there are two things that I'm going to bring up, and this is me with my like Will Von Dad hat on. The, the first one is, is that you are at a conference, a professional conference for body piercing. As we all know, our industry has a lot of different modifications, whether they be body piercing or tattoos or anything like that. Wait until you get home to get work done or um, make sure that you don't get it too close to before you leave for conference um, because nobody wants to you know, be trying to heal a tattoo in the driest place on the planet or like have a fresh piercing that like flares up and is ir like irritable because you're in a room full of piercers and everyone's going to know it. So please don't do that. Yeah, you you can get removed from the conference for if, if we do catch you doing work in, in your room. Yeah, so easily said, just don't do please it. Please don't do that. Yeah, you, there are shops around you can go and get work at. There is a nice piercing APP piercing studio in um, actually, I think it's in planet Hollywood and you know, there, there are places you can go to get that work done. Absolutely. The, the last thing that we're going to discuss and, and we're going to end on a little bit of a somber note here is once again, we're in Las Vegas. We are surrounded by people. We are blinded by people that we see that can possibly be superstars to us or famous piercers or things like that. Do not forget that all the same rules apply at home, apply in Las Vegas. That goes for being inappropriate um, with harassment, all of those things. Those things still exist in Vegas and they still carry real world repercussions. So, if you are in a situation that you feel uncomfortable with, please don't hesitate to let a uh, either hotel staff security or a APP board member or a mentor or someone know of the situation. It is still the real world. It feels like we're in a little bit of a bubble, um, but just please rest assured if if you do feel uncomfortable at any time, if there's situations that you feel uncomfortable with or you're like, I need to get out of here. That's totally fine to feel those feelings and you should still adhere to them. But please don't forget, just because you are in Las Vegas, that doesn't remove the ability to be a good human being. Harassment is not tolerated and um, it can result in the removal from the conference. So just be respectful and also be professional. You know, again, we are at a professional event. And, um, you know, it's, it's good to have fun, but you know, you need to still know your limits. Absolutely. And I, I will end this, this whole conversation with basically this, like no one forgets what happens in Vegas at conference. No one will forget. So if you are a terrible human being at conference, people will remember that. But if you're an amazing human being that's fun to get along with and makes a ton of friends, they will last you a lifetime. So please make sure that you really consider all the choices that you make and you really think everything through and have a great time at conference. 
Like it, it really it's is. It's so much fun. It's it is. so much fun. So just embrace that. Oh, I love conference. I was just looking through the pic, like all my pictures um, uh, a few days ago, and it was just, oh, it, it just makes me so excited. So I, I was happy to do the, the podcast with you today. And like, it's just, I'm just, uh, I'm just getting so pumped. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And please, everyone, take like, 12,000 pictures for me so I can see everything that's going on and all the antics. Um, you know me, I take a million. <laughs> I know. And you'll, you'll probably, if you see a whole bunch of people yelling into a phone, um, it's probably going to be people FaceTiming me because they love to watch me cry. So have a great time at conference, be safe, be smart, make sure that you don't overdo it and just kind of adhere to some of the things that we talked about. And have a great time. I, I really envy all the things that happen now uh, are very different from the first time that I went. I'm envious of your position. Make sure that you go to that mentor meeting. Make sure you sign up for some classes you really want. Please, please, please go to the Body Piercing Archive exhibit because oh, that's yeah. the thing I'm most excited about. And uh, yeah, have a great time. And I can't wait to see all the pictures. And if you um, do need anything, have any questions about conference, um, again, you can email me. My email is mentors at safepiercing.org. Um, I'm always around to answer any questions you may have. Yeah. And don't hesitate to reach out to Kale. Kale is incredibly nice and will answer every email and every question that you have. Uh, so, <laughs> so really don't hesitate. I'll leave notes in this week's show notes for uh, the app conference uh attendees group as well as notes for the raffle and silent auction yes uh also and all the attendee tips and things like that too so that you can check all that stuff out um if you do have questions uh feel free to contact me as well i may not be going this year but i have five or six years worth of going to conference that i can help you out with and uh yeah that's it be smart be safe and uh have a great time See you in Vegas. There's so much info in this episode to unpack and digest. In this week's show notes, we've included links for the Facebook Conference Attendees Forum and links to the Conference Attendees Tips Checklist. We also suggest to go back and listen to our earlier conference episode. In it, there may be a few pieces of info that we missed or presented differently that could be valuable to you. I really hope that all of you conference attendees have an amazing time. Conference, as you can tell, is something that I hold near and dear to my heart. Make sure you give yourself enough time for the expo and the body piercing archive exhibit. Have a great time, be smart, be safe, and take a ton of pictures. I wanted to thank Kale for coming on for the third time to go over all this conference material with you amazing people. You can find links for Kale, her studio, and her jewelry company in this week's show notes. Please take some time to follow her and her endeavors, or better yet, visit her at her place of employment. As always, I want to thank all you wonderful folks for liking, listening, and subscribing to the podcast, especially all of you that have left reviews on iTunes and the Google Play Store. This is how the podcast continues to grow, and it's seriously amazing seeing how many listens we get on each episode. If you want to help us out by doing more than just listening, consider joining our Patreon to join our ever-growing community of supporters. These donations in any size to our Patreon fuel my ever-constant and continued effort to provide higher-quality podcasts in both audio 
and content. Not to mention it helps provide coffee on all the late nights of producing and recording while my wife and baby are sleeping. If you want to join this community, head over to patreon.com slash Podcast. I would also like to thank our ongoing sponsors of the podcast. Their continued support of our podcast helps to ensure the quality and content episode after episode. I'd like to thank our newest sponsor of the podcast, Jewelry This Way. For those of you that haven't had a chance to work with this company in the past, let me tell you a little bit about them. Jewelry This Way is a gold-only jewelry company that offers handmade jewelry made in good old Tennessee. The jewelry is made by piercers for piercers, paying attention to the detail that we all look for. But this isn't the best part about them. The best part is that when you peruse their stock on their website, jewelrythisway.com, you will only see their current stock levels of products. That means zero turnaround time. Just click, buy, and wait for your jewelry to show up in the next few days. For new customers and current customers, Jewelry This Way has decided to give our listeners a 5% off of their next or initial order with the discount code REALTALK. There hasn't been a better time to try out this company, especially right before conference and the summer rush. So visit jewelrythisway.com and use the discount REALTALK for 5% off your purchase today. Sponsor Punk Medics has just recently turned 14 in March. For over 14 years, they have provided cutting-edge aftercare for tattoos and piercings in the body modification industry using natural botanical ingredients. Not only do they provide premium products, but for as long as I remember, they have volunteered and worked with the APP at every conference I have attended. They've donated products to the raffle year after year and have helped by providing time and help to every person at conference. Badur, Punk Medic's owner and creator, can be seen smiling at conference, helping people find classes, and making sure things go smoothly. If you see him, please tell him thank you for all the things he and his company does. Not just for sponsoring this podcast, but for helping support knowledge and teaching in the body modification industry. Support companies that support what we live and breathe every day. Also, needless to say, we're going to a desert for a week. Visit punkmedics.com for some holy butter to keep those lobes soft and moisturized in that dry desert heat. You won't regret it. Our final sponsor for this week's episode is from our California family. Amory Body Arts is owned by the amazing team of Adam and Shelby Richens. They're committed to providing the safest, friendliest, and most professional piercing environment in Santa Cruz, California. Their staff is the only people I trust in Central California to send clients and listeners to. But not only is their staff top-notch, so is their massive jewelry selection. For all your piercing and jewelry needs, make sure to visit our friends at Amory. Please give them a follow on social media under Amory Body Arts. You can find more information about these companies under the Sponsors tab on our website, Real Talk, a piercing podcast. Com. To ask questions, suggest topics, or get more info about your host or today's guest, please visit us at realtalkpiercingpodcast.com. If you have a moment and enjoy the show, you can subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, or your favorite podcast platform. The views and opinions expressed by the host and guest are their own and do not represent the official position of the Association of Professional Piercers or their places of employment. Music by Broke for Free.